Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just announced the White House is asking for $33 billion. More military and economic aid for Ukraine. We'll break that down a little bit later. But that's a lot of money. That's a we're in it to win it sort of proposal. Coming up, How to Be Successful by Elon Musk and Warren Buffett. What? Yeah, in just a moment or two, and it's not bull I thought it was actually kind of interesting, um, which is what we shoot for around here. But before we get to that, very quickly, perhaps you've heard the news that uh, we're in a recession. Michael, do you still have the alarm ready? We're in a re- mini-recession, a one-quarter, which is not an official recession. We have recessed. I know I have. Yeah, the uh, economic growth, uh, gross domestic product is down, what, 1.4, 1.6%, something like that. Uh, a couple of reasons not to worry about it. Number one, it has to do with a temporary trade imbalance and also a temporary weirdness in the supply chain. So it's I just, feel that my production was down at least 1.4% in the last quarter. Yeah, if I were able to slice it that thin, I'm certain that would be the case, yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't worry about it. It's like one of those things where uh, all of a sudden traffic slows down. I mean, really, you hit the brakes, you come to a standstill. Then it gets going again, and you look around, you drive forward, you keep looking around, you can't figure out how the hell it happened. <laughs> right. 
We can we know how it happened. It's the COVID supply chain stuff, and just you know. But we're in the uh, the economy usually functions like really good, smooth flowing traffic. But uh, occasionally, when there's a shock to it, it gets the accordion effect. Very slow, very fast, very slow, very fast, um, and that's what's happening right now. So don't worry about it. So I found this uh, these two things really interesting. This is what Elon Musk did the day he bought Twitter. It's an amazing lesson in productivity. And Jack mentioned uh, part of this earlier. Uh, he closed the deal to purchase Twitter for $44 billion in cash. Uh, after a deal of that size, I probably would have gone and gotten drunk. <laughs> but, <laughs> or played golf or something. In short, I'd have shut it down for the day. But later that evening, uh, Elon met with engineers where he spent more than an hour working on rocket engine valve leak solutions at SpaceX in Texas. Um, And uh, no one mentioned Twitter, according to Walter Isaacson, the famed author who's working on Musk's autobiography. His biography, rather. I didn't know. Okay, okay, okay. That's why that came out of Walter Isaacson. So the guy who wrote the Steve Jobs biography the authorized biography is doing musk now mm-hmm. interesting yeah. and okay yeah and so uh, it's interesting isaacson says he can multitask uh but then um th- but then the author of this article points out that he's really not multitasking at all true multitasking is, is simultaneously performing two tasks at the same time it can be done with lots of practice brings up a basketball player who can dribble with one hand and do something with the other but if you try to do that in real life it's really just task switching yeah, rapidly well, switching back and forth, and it comes with a heavy price. Whatever you want to call it, um, I, I would consider that multitasking. You close the uh, one of the biggest business deals in the history of capitalism, and then and then later that day, you're working on for hours on rocket engines. Like you said, most people would be take a while to absorb the first before you move on to a different one. You know, feel free to weigh in via text or whatever. I don't think that's what people mean by multitasking. I think they mean doing two things at once. Well, I think they do, too. But I've long since what you just said realized that that doesn't work. You just do two things poorly. Oh, yeah, absolutely true. So uh, he does actually the opposite. Um, And uh, getting back to the Isaacson quote, no one mentioned Twitter. This shows that while Musk may work on various problems, and for more than one of his companies per day, he concentrates on one thing at a time. Oh, I see what you're getting at, yeah. No, I I, I think it's amazing you do two giant things in one day that are completely different, and, and a whole bunch of different things. But uh, the point is, you focus on one, you're done with that, then you move on to the other one, and you focus on that. You don't do them yeah. both at the same time. He wasn't. Well, he didn't have a wrench on a rocket engine trying to stop the leak. While he was talking to Wall Street about buying Twitter. Right, exactly. And this writer says, imagine, for example, that during his meeting with SpaceX engineers, Musk was taking calls about Twitter. Not only would that reduce the quality of his own work and concentration, it would drive everyone else in the room crazy, too. In contrast, by keeping meetings, project work, and major tasks separate, Musk makes the most of his time and brain power, aiding his ability to think critically and solve problems. I guess he's legendarily disciplined about that. Hmm. Um we're doing one thing at once. It's worth remembering. Sure. Know, no matter you know what you do with your life. I, I, and I think every doesn't everybody recognize that that's completely true? That if you try and, and to the do... The idea that we can do two at once is a delusion. Of course. You try to do a couple of things at the same time, you just you do them both bad. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. it's, it, I, I prove that yeah. every day. 
So uh, I do a handful of things to get ready for this show. This is how I make my living. I fed my family, etc. It's pretty important to me. Uh, one thing is I just read and read and read. And the other thing is I watch and watch and watch. And sometimes if the news uh, newscast is not particularly relevant, we're not going to be talking about most of this stuff. I'll decide, let me go through email while I'm watching the news. And I quickly find myself not comprehending a single th- thing that's said on the news. And I have no idea what I've read. Because I'm task switching, I'm going back and forth rapidly and doing none of it well. So anyway, I'm not that's trying to. Elon's I'm thing. not trying to quibble at all because I fully no, agree ahead, with ahead. that. But like when I listen to podcasts and mow the lawn, does that count as multitasking? And I think I can do both no. of those completely well. Right, those are so distinct, intellectually speaking. Yeah. I think you can absolutely do that. Although, if you run into a situation, though, where, like, your landscaping rocks, make it really difficult. You can't just go in a straight line. All of a sudden, you have to do the back and forth thing in yeah, angles. You would like not that. be paying attention to the podcast and miss parts right. of it. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, here's or the Warren Buffett. You'd run over yeah. your sprinklers and water is shooting everywhere. Darr. Uh, or, and here's the Warren Buffett thing which is a different article but i i found it really interesting and it's uh you know it's kind of a uh, companion piece to the the elon musk thing and they go into how impressive uh, warren buffett is uh, one infamous buffettism has garnered a lot of debate since he first said it years ago it's a quote about the difference between successful people and really successful people here's what buffett said verbatim the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything mm and then they get into that fear is, of missing out, that sort of thing. I would like to know more about that, saying no to almost everything. Yeah. So um, they talk about FOMO, which is the age we live in, fear of missing out. You don't want to turn down an opportunity that might be great in the future. Uh, we've all said no to something, regretted it later, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many inputs, so many opportunities in the world these days. Um uh, that's where Buff- the Buffett quote can help us as leaders and business owners keep our sanity. Obviously, that's who this is written for, but I think it applies to all of us, including some people I know and love very much who have very a very hard time saying no. Um, because if we let our egos and insecurities dictate our actions and we keep saying yes instead of no, it's not a sustainable business or life practice. We will inevitably crash and burn. So we often spread ourselves thin by saying yes constantly, and we end up taking on more commitments than we can handle. Uh, really successful people, for instance, Steve Jobs, clearly separated himself from everyone else with his own relatable quote. Here's what he said in an Apple Worldwide Developers Conference back in 97. People think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on, but that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that are there. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. Now that is interesting. I'm as proud of the things i said no to as i said yes to of course because that's the whole ball game you say yes to this and it's a, a you know a dry hole you might spend years and who knows how much money and effort on it and right. it eliminated all the other things you're going to do all of a sudden we don't have the iphone because you tried that or or saying look i got to change i'm going to change my career around i'm going to go to nursing school uh, get a PhD in music theory and, you know, whatever, learn to be a surgeon. Um, and, I'm, <laughs> and whichever one of those works out the best, that's the career path. I mean, well, you're going to screw them all up. You, there's no chance. So I'm wondering what I'm thinking about. Is that all business related stuff or do they mean saying no to stuff like uh, going to a concert 
Friday night. You're better off, you know, spending your time on one of the projects you're on. Is that what they mean? Or well, I don't. Uh, I don't think this apply. This applies to us as much as it does some other people. Although at this point, you being so involved with your kids' lives and everything, it may. Uh, I again, I have some people who I care about very much who, if they are asked to head up the bake sale, will say yes. If they are asked to be part of the cleanup committee, they will say yes. Uh, they, If they are asked to be vice president of this organization, they will say yes. And they will say yes to the point that they are miserable because they find it difficult to set up barriers and say, uh, no, I'm too busy. That would detract from the other things I'm doing. Thanks for asking, but no. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm in the line of work I'm in because of the way my brain works. I'm not good at like focusing on one thing. And I think you have to be able to do that um, whether you're Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or whatever, even if the one thing is I'm going to be I'm going to build rockets and I'm going to build electric cars and like you put so much time in, I got to do I got to like get interested in like 50 different things a day. I I just can't I can't narrow it down that much. And I, this but, seems but like the people that are really successful are able to like put tremendous amount of energies into a project that I just yeah. I would I would lose interest in it. Well, what a, just uh, we're getting a little uh, behind the curtains here. Uh, you might see somebody changing clothes. I don't wear underpants, so you know, just you know, avert your eyes. If You're you going like. to see a dingus no matter how you how you slice it. <laughs> oh boy, and who wants that? Uh, but isn't your project finding out what's going on in the world? Yeah, well, that's why I'm and you're perfect- fanatically focused on that. Yeah, well, that's why I'm perfectly suited to this job. Is like you know, having a hundred different topics per day. I, I'm I'm really um, envious of people that can like focus on things and like put so much effort into a particular direction because I just I can't do that. But you don't think finding out what's going on in the world is a particular direction? I suppose it is. I suppose it I is. I mean it's not designing a rocket booster. Boy, don't get on any rocket we design. Well, I was thinking about people I know because I live in a university town. I know a lot of people um PhD type people who are so focused on a thing. I mean like a very specific thing. Like a particular aspect of a particular disease at a particular moment, and you spend 12 hours a day every day for 15 years on it. I just, I'm not built that way. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. And thank God some people are. Yeah, we find our way to our strengths anyway. But I hope uh, at least some of you found some of that at least slightly yeah. helpful. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's really interesting stuff. Focus on one thing at a time and learn to say no. Elon Musk's a fascinating guy. Oh, he is. I, I would love to spend five minutes inside his brain. It would probably be terrifying. Ah, let and, me and, out! <laughs> and, and or I would think, oh, please don't make me go back to my stupid, stupid brain. Oh, I'm seeing so many wonderful things. I'm realizing so much. Wait a minute. I have an idea. <clears throat> Time's up, Joe. Back to your dopey, dopey brain. Oh, no! Yeah, well, you're in You're in Elon Musk's brain. you got to realize a portion of it thinks dating Amber Heard's a good idea. So, I mean, we all have our... Strengths and weaknesses. So. <laughs> um, you have any thoughts in this? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Despite the disturbing rhetoric coming out of the Kremlin, the facts are plain for everybody to see. We're not attacking Russia. We're helping Ukraine defend itself against Russian aggression. And just as Putin chose to launch this brutal invasion, 
he could make the choice to end this brutal invasion. Russia is the aggressor. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Russia is the aggressor, and the world must and will hold Russia accountable. So that's the president speaking just a little bit ago on the heels of the news that he's asking for another $33 billion in military and financial aid to Ukraine. Now, our total so far is $14 billion if you include all of the helping prop up the government, helping out the financial aid, along with the military aid. Another $33 billion. Germany had announced earlier this week they were going to provide heavy weapons. They took the vote yesterday, overwhelmingly passed, with mm-hmm. the support from all parties to uh, to, to provide the heavy uh uh, heavy heavy weaponry to Ukraine, which they were not going to do very recently. And um, according to analysts, they expect this $33 billion request to overwhelmingly pass here in the United States with the support, uh, majority support of both parties. So something Where is... are they going to get that $33 billion out of uh, ineffective programs, uh, unspent COVID yeah. money? or what? <laughs> I got you, didn't I? Got you. <laughs> so some, no, something... they'll borrow it. Something happened in the last week or so, where I don't know what's going on. I'm looking at this article in the Wall Street Journal. Russia making slow progress in bid to cut off Ukraine forces. Any success for Moscow's forces in severing Ukrainian unit supply lines may not be decisive, analysts say, as Russians would be vulnerable to counterattacks and face tough urban fighting. So, these analysts, in the Wall Street Journal at least, think the Russians are not going to be able to pull off what they're trying to pull off here. Maybe that's the determination NATO has made. And so now we've all just decided, let's pour in like crazy. Let's double down on the we're going to defeat Russia and freaking drive these bastards out of the country. Maybe that's just the decision that was made. I don't know. It it absolutely seems that way. And it seems that the greatest logistical military on Earth, which also happens to be the most powerful one, has lent its full expertise uh, to the project of getting all that uh, hardware to the Ukrainians, no matter what it takes. The other announcement yesterday from Germany, they dropped their opposition to embargo on Russian oil. They had been one of the main opponents of sanctioning the European Union's oil and gas trade with Moscow, but they're now on board with it. It's just there's a real coming together of a, like feeling uh, economic pain from energy or committing money to weapons. That has it's just changed in the last few days. Yeah, it was striking when Russia announced that uh, Poland and Bulgaria, having refused to pay in rubles, would get no more gas. Poland and Bulgaria said, fine, go to hell. And I also wonder if this giant number isn't too... Maybe maybe they think they're at a tipping point psychologically with Putin also. That all this news, when he hears $33 billion, that's half our entire yearly military budget. That the United that is States half is, of Russia's. Half of yeah. Russia's. Yeah. Entire yearly military budget, the United States alone has just committed, let alone Germany and all the other countries are announcing it. Maybe it's just to, to try to get Putin to freak out. Boy, I hadn't thought of that, or or to reassess. Yeah, reassess. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's an excellent point. I mean, wow. Wow. So just so he knows, uh, by the way, uh, you're going to get more of the same and more of the same going forward. For a long time. We're going to do this for a long time. If you thought we were going to lose interest or the European countries would start to fold when they realize what gas costs, nobody is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Got to give him an off ramp, but it would appear that his... His uh, chances of any sort of success or salvaging this thing are growing thin at best. How much time we got, Michael? 
Oh, we're out of time. We got a, Biden just was speaking. Pretty embarrassing flub, I'm told, in my ear. Maybe we'll take oh, a listen to that a when we come back. Kef care. <laughs> if you don't get the next uh, segment, grab it by a podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their 
take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. And klep the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> oh, but these are bad all guys. All right, Uncle. All right, Uncle Joe. <laughs> all right. Hey, it's time for dinner, everybody. <laughs> we're going to accommodate them and take their yachts. I didn't quite follow that even when he got the words right. Did he say one of the words wrong? I, I, I was really the mystified. Oligarchs. Was he being sarcastic? Can you play it again? <laughs> In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Oh, yeah. my God. Kleptocracy. And klep the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. <sighs> so, anyway... Wow. I'm not here. Wow, that's not good. I'm not here to tear down our president. Let me give you this quote. That is uh, a little bit. I'll read it for you. <laughs> but he did say the cost of this fight. Oh, we should hit you with the headline in case you you haven't heard it already. He's asking for another $33 billion for fighting the war in Ukraine. And it's going to pass overwhelmingly, according to everybody who's asking around. Both parties are uh, majority in favor of it. The cost of this fight is not cheap, but caving to aggression is going to be more costly if we allow it to happen. We either back the Ukrainian people as they defend their country, or we stand by as the Russians continue their atrocities and aggression in Ukraine. That's a complete shift from from the beginning of this, certainly, from even a couple of weeks ago. Now we're at the, you can't stand by and let these sorts of things happen. Well, we were for a long time. And, but, right. but we've decided that the world can't watch this. Something, Something's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what it is, but whatever. And then, and well, then, well, I, we'll accommodate them. That's the U.S. policy. Well, what was he? Do you understand what he was saying there? Did he get a word wrong? Or is that a sarcasm? I'm trying to figure or? out which word he got wrong. No, he, he, he said the wrong word. And then he uh, tried to cover it up by cleverly and sarcastically saying, oh, we'll accommodate them. We'll accommodate them right into the grave. <laughs> but, he, but he didn't really get that one right either. I, he he oh, tried the old oh, switcheroo. Oh, we'll accommodate them all right. Um, <laughs> but he screwed that up. Too. He started taking questions, so I don't know how that went. But I was watching in the uh, lunchroom as I got my ninth cup of coffee, I think. I don't know. But uh, I was watching him a little bit. He looks 100. I mean, I, I realize yeah. this is well-trodden ground, but he looks 100 years old. He's an 80-year-old who looks significantly older than he is. Yeah, yeah, and we found out uh, recently that he'd promised to, like he had with uh, Barack Obama, uh, he promised to have lunch every week with uh, Kamala Harris, and Not they've a had joke. Two, two this year. You know what, I may have looked at that the wrong way, so that's the political story. He's had lunch with Kamala twice this year. I was looking at <laughs> it as a diss of Kamala, how unimportant she actually is. She was just on there to get, you know, to, he promised a woman, a black woman, he doesn't care what she thinks. It might be the other way around. They don't want to expose him. He goes back home to Delaware. They don't want to expose him to as many people 
as few people as possible because of how he might come off. They don't want Kamala and her aides leaking out that, oh, my God, at lunch today he was rambling on. He fell asleep. His face fell in the soup. I mean, it was just it was awful. Wow. Or is Kamala delusional as you can imagine still thinking she has a shot at the presidency and doesn't want to associate with the old man whose approval ratings are so bad it's hard to say he keeps calling her so you're gonna come visit me for lunch the soup's getting cold where are you you said you'd be here at noon the soup is cold I uh, sorry, Mr. President. I uh, have to see my accountant. He only had one appointment. Let's try again next week, week after week. And he sits there lonely in the Pennsylvania Avenue retirement home, <laughs> waiting for his beloved niece Kamala to come visit him. A loyal dog biting his foot. <laughs> and every Secret Service man who walks by, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, so, okay, so that takes care of that. Now, we have a bunch of stories that uh, that bear touching on, but probably not much time. We've been working on coming up with a name not very hard. Let's call it Armstrong and Getty Coast to Coast. Armstrong and Getty Coast to Coast. Shore yeah. to shore, ocean to ocean, whatever. Uh, uh. Let's stick with Coast to Coast. Oh, we'll accommodate them, all right. We'll accommodate them straight into the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he gave it a try, didn't he? So a bunch of stories we ought to touch on briefly. The Court of Appeals in New York State said Democrats violated the state constitution and ignored the will of voters in gerrymandering up their electoral map. It was so awful that the New York State Court of Appeals, which is dominated by, you know, Democrats in a very, very Democrat state, said, no, this is outrageous. This is horrible. There's no way this can stand. Um, so next time you hear some Democrat wailing about how Republicans don't want to let anybody to vote, don't want anybody to vote. They're trying to suppress voting. Oh, no. It's so fake. It's so phony. Yeah, both parties do it. It's not great. But uh, quit with your righteous indignation, okay? That's really one of the big political stories of the year now. We're not hanging on every word of New York politics, but this is huge. Oregon's governor, Kate Brown, who is to the left of Trotsky, is making headlines. She granted clemency to a cold-blooded killer who gunned down a teenage girl, saying, well, he was 17 when he did it. And teenagers deserve a second chance in life. He was sentenced to life with no parole. And she didn't even notify the mother of the victim. That sentence doesn't make sense on its face. 18 and 19-year-olds are teenagers, too. But they're adults, so, okay. Well, yeah, well, right, yeah. So uh, this guy was committing robberies. This poor 19-year-old girl knew it. And uh, the guy lured her down a country road and executed her to make sure she didn't talk about his other felonies. He was uh, sentenced to life without parole, uh, granted the killer clemency, neglected to inform the victim's family. And they are outraged, needless to say. I'm I'm trying to find her quote, but I characterized it closely enough. I mean, she just said... This weird ideology where you're concerned that violent murderers or rapists are getting too raw a deal in our system is weird. Well, that's what you're concerned with. Of all the things you could dedicate your life to fixing, your big concern is that people who murder others in cold blood are getting too uh, too stiff a penalty. 
All right. They absolutely spend more time thinking about the victimizers than the victims or the future victims. Clearly. Absolutely. She said teenagers, even those who have committed terrible crimes, have a unique capacity for growth and change. We are a state and a nation of second chances. That is just unbelievable. The the uh, uh, district attorney, everybody in law enforcement is absolutely horrified by this decision, but that's par for the course with Kate Brown. Moving along, Jack, it's America Coast. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Armstrong and Getty Coast to Coast. Blue states across the country are using billions of taxpayer dollars from the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package to... Push the core tenets of critical race theory in schools. Fantastic. That's right. COVID relief money is going to uh, elementary, secondary, and high schools uh, take care of implicit bias and anti-racism training and other, among other programs, according to research uh, shared with uh, Fox News. Uh, in Feb 2021, before the legislation passed, the White House told Fox Business that the funding would provide schools, quote, with the resources they need to safely reopen and fully serve their students. I could go into the absolutely tragic levels of learning loss, truancy, how kids have drifted away from school and will never come back again, particularly minority kids and poor kids, which the left is always saying, oh, that's our every breath is breathed to help them. They have murdered the hopes of hundreds of millions of poor children through their policies. And yet the money that was supposed to go to make sure the kids could stay in school is being taught that white people are oppressors, black people have no chance, and that white people have to get on their knees and and beg for forgiveness. And and the part, the other side of the coin is the one that really bothers me. As a white guy, I'll, I'll be fine. It's teaching the kids of color that they don't have a chance in America and they might as well give up. Mm. I think that is just awful. And finally, Armstrong and Getty Coast to Coast. Oh, I'm sorry. They single out at least $46.5 billion has been allocated to 13 states, including California, New York, and Illinois, that are planning to use the funds to implement uh, the uh, woke ideology, the critical theory stuff in schools, the anti-racist training. $46.5 billion. So it occurs to me, uh, the president's begging that we we borrow another $33 billion from our children and grandchildren to finance uh, Ukraine's weapons. Why don't we take it from that $46.5 billion, please? And then one more story, uh, coast to coast, just because I wanted to get this on. There's a program that started in the, the county uh, where my kids uh, went through school, Placer County in California, um, called the One Pill Can Kill campaign. And they're talking about so many of the pills that kids, especially in high school, will take for a thrill. They think it's Percocet. They think it's oxycodone. They think they're going to get a buzz for the evening or stuff like that. The cartels who supply so many of these pills are cutting them with fentanyl. And the number of kids overdosing on a single pill has grown to a horrifying point. And this doesn't get nearly as much news as it should because it's not like a conflict between Republicans and Democrats. There's no bad guy like in domestic politics you can point to. It's not as exciting. 
but it's a, it's not a big county in terms of population. There are like a dozen overdoses in the last couple of years of young people. And the mom who got this started, her 17-year-old son was had just applied to a bunch of colleges. He was just starting to get letters of acceptance, and he took one pill and died of a fentanyl wow. overdose. So parents, talk to your kids. You don't want them smoking pot. You don't want them drinking. I totally understand that. But tell them hard drugs and pills are so dangerous right now. Please don't take pills. You have no idea what's in them. So on the way, if you join the National Guard, you're likely to become a firefighter. I don't know if that's what we want or not, but we ought to discuss. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Also, sports fans, there's now Jersey insurance, which seems like a pretty good idea. Among other things, we'll get to. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Meanwhile, today at the White House, Biden hosted the 2022 Teachers of the Year. Yeah. Biden honored the Teachers of the Year while over in the next room, they honored the Substitute of the Year by putting on a movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's Felon again. He's, he's gotten an LOL out of me like three times in a row. Yeah. I like this headline out of the dispatch today. Europe to Russia. We don't need your stinking gas. And that's yes. a major development. Well, because that was all the concern before this started, and once it started, was Russia is a gas station for all of Europe. What if they, what if they, what if they, they announce we're cutting off your gas, and they say, eh, whatever. Well, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll live in the dark or, or ride bikes or get it somewhere else, but we don't care. Well, and that, for instance, I've been reading most uh, carefully about the German uh, situation, and uh, it's been made clear this is going to cause an economic shock, and the people and the legislature of Germany have said, yeah, we know. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoom meetings are stunting innovation. I'll get to that in just a second. A couple of the things that I've mentioned, I want to uh, give you the full story on. So, oh, it's wildfire season. I was just looking up the TV, and they were going through the number of hot spots, literally, in the country where uh, wildfires are popping up once again. turns out our National Guardsmen are fighting fires in a way they never have before or originally weren't. You know, th- that wasn't the main job. It happened now and then where you'd have to bring in the National Guard to do that. But it's become a like a regular part of the job. Five years ago, for instance, the National Guard spent roughly 14,000 hours fighting five fires. Last year, it increased to 170,000. So it went from 14,000 five years ago to 170,000 last year. Our National Guard is now fighting fires. Which is appreciated, but uh, that is, I mean, that's uh, obviously, that's more than 10 times as many hours all of a sudden. Yeah. What's changed to necessitate that? It's not just, you know, there are more wildfires. I don't know. Uh, And I mentioned this a couple of times or such thing. I just saw this. I was watching one of the NBA games last night. The Warriors win, Michael. I don't know. I didn't watch. Oh. But hey, Alex, did the Warriors win last night? Yeah, they won. They did. So they they eliminated him. Yes, they did. But anyway, I saw an ad during the game. That uh, for a, for a jersey, and then mentioning at one point you can get jersey insurance now. So if you buy a Kevin Durant jersey, but you're afraid he's going to mm. leave the Brooklyn Nets and go, you can turn it back in and get the new team's version, so you don't have to worry about the. So the NBA does that so often now; it was probably affecting sales. So yeah, I at one point did have several 49ers jerseys with vanished players on the back and not legendary enough to like, you know, you can wear a Montana jersey in San Francisco until, you know, the, the, the apocalypse and that's fine, but that's an interesting idea. Isn't it? <laughs> players yeah, now funny. move around so much, we know you're not going to drop a hundred bucks on a jersey and they're with a different team in six months. How about you just think, I'm a grown man, I'm not going to wear a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran into a guy who is hardcore about that. I'm not. I'm kidding, by the way. I have a number of sports jerseys. Hardcore. I don't wear them much, but hardcore, yes or no? 
on the jersey. He was hardcore on, you're a grown man. What are you wearing a sports You're not on the field. You're not playing. They're not going to call you in. Don't put on a jersey. You look like an idiot. I'm fine with the jerseys that aren't tank tops. Wearing a basketball jersey without an undershirt under it, you can't do as a grown mm. man. You, I you, would agree you, with you there. You can't be wearing the tank top jersey. You child. Um, this is from Axios, I guess. All those Zoom meetings could be stunting innovation at work. We're still trying to figure out as a nation. We're trying to figure it out right here in this very building. How many people are coming back? How often are we moving to a smaller space? Have we lost productivity by not having people in the office? And if so, how much? And does it offset blah, 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 blah? Everybody's and what will change going forward, too, the great question. A new study offers data for employers grappling with how to balance the benefits of in-person. In-person meetings generate more ideas and more creative ones compared to video conferencing, according to new research published just this week. So by choosing which idea to pursue, whether or not to do video conferencing or, or uh, bring people back in, could really have an effect on the number of new ideas and innovation they have going forward. If this turns out to be true, that's a major thing to factor in. An often overlooked ingredient in the secret sauce of collaboration is that, in person, team members typically share visual cues from their environment and each other that can spur ideas. This would be hard to measure. In a virtual meeting, all eyes are focused on screens and ignore that environment, which constrains the associative process underlying idea generation. That's fascinating. I don't don't really know anything about that. I thought they were going to talk more about body language and that sort of thing. Well, it'd be, but, you know, it'd be both factors. It'd be similar. Um, so you you throw something out and you kind of get a vibe from the boss or that person over there. Hey, that's a good idea. And you pursue it more or don't when you get the clear body language or eye contact that that's a stupid idea. But that doesn't happen on Zoom. I could believe that because we're all staring yeah. at ourselves on Zoom, wondering how we look on the screen. Poorly. That's the answer. Uh, and having compared notes with my uh, kids who are all in the world of work these days, and uh, it seems very clear to me that if you have a very well-established team and everybody knows each other, you can be pretty, uh, pretty productive remotely. But to whatever extent you have new people or young people, people working their way up, uh, new projects, that sort of thing. The more of that you have, the weaker the performance is remotely. Oh, I feel bad for anybody joining an established team on Zoom. You're doomed. Mm-hmm. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.